Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Sunday night, <coughs> Tuesday night breakdown. Daniel Routledge and Dave Forrester finally with you to look back over the uh, weekend's action. It's amazing, Dave. We've been doing this for, for a year now, and this is the first time where life has managed to get in the way of yeah. the more important watching of basketball. It says a lot about both mine and yours. <laughs> it you, does indeed. <laughs> and the and, tolerance uh, levels of those around us. Exactly, yes. Um, and a, a bizarre week, really, in the BBL. There was some absolute classics, and there were a few that uh, I only managed to see one game live. There were a few of them that were hard to watch back, knowing the knowing the final score. Um, yeah. Let Let's start with one of them, shall we? Uh, Friday night, Sheffield Sharks sixty two, Plymouth City Patriots fifty one. Um, obviously, the Patriots without Denzel. Uh, Ubiaro, that's a significant uh, chunk of of him. But this was this was a brutal shooting game. Although in the first six minutes, you thought that was just going to be Plymouth that couldn't couldn't buy a basket because they went sixteen two down. Yeah, they've had a few slow starts this year as well. And that Pons Forge thing again, I've talked about it before. The the, the strange dimensions of Pons Forge that can impact your, your your shooting, particularly when you've come off a long a long trip like they have, and also that they don't really have that many what you'd call knockdown shooters after probably Joe Hart and Kofi Joseph. Mm. Um, but they're, Sheffield are kind of rolling, but you're waiting to know if they've got another switch. And, and they're starting, and they've got to the point now whereby they are playing periods of a game very, very well. Yeah, but they also have this ability to kind of lapse. It's a, you know, it's, it's a weakness as opposed to an ability, I suppose, to kind of lapse and to kind of play down a little bit to... to to, to keep games close. So possibly unsurprising, Plymouth have got obviously a lot of things going on. They've got new bodies, they've got people coming out, people going in, and um, their continuity is damaged as a result. It may well be that their unity is damaged as a result. They've got more talent, but less unity, and that's a problem. Um, but they are, you know, at their heart, those Plymouth guys are, are guys who are going to play hard. Mm. You know, at their heart, there's not many kind of shirkers or mavericks or anything like that, and they're going to they're going to play hard. And um, what they haven't got yet is anybody who can get them over the hump of a game. And and to be fair, to PG, he's never he hasn't had a full roster because no. as soon as Josephs and Graham Bell come in, then then um, Ubiaro is out, and Ubiaro is top three important player. Mm. You know, so it's hard. You know, playing in the four American league without any Americans is hard. Mm. And, and so, Sheffield, yeah. you talk sure. about their sort of like up and downedness for want of a better, a better yeah. phrase. 16 points in the first six and a half minutes, 14 points in the remainder of the of the first half. And that allowed Plymouth, who finally made a couple of shots in the second quarter to get back level. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is. With Sheffield. I, I always think Sheffield are playing better when they're playing faster. Mm. Um, when they can get out in transition, because they have got guys who can score in transition who can run, but there are times when they kind of get bogged down in a half-court game where it can get very sticky and they don't maybe they don't make shots and then Tiba's trying to find a guy who is and the rhythm disappears. Um, so I think that kind of happened in this game. that Maybe they played that, they were up early and so there may be a little bit of mental relaxation. But that relaxation isn't in, in relation to executing your plays, it's in relation to the speed that you're playing the game at. Mm. You know, so you've got, you've got to keep that speed high to keep piling it on. And um, I don't think they did that. And, you know, let's, let's be frank. I mean, if it's 30-30 at half-time, Plymouth have a shot. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the reality of it. So if you're Sheffield, you want to be up in the speed of that game. And they really didn't manage it. And it got a bit ugly. 
Yeah, and it was uh, got a lot ugly, to be fair. Uh, it was pretty close until the final couple of minutes, and actually it was your boy uh, Rodney. Tough tough drive going uh, left and finishing off the off the glass, I think it was. Then he had an open three at the top, uh, and then Delpesh took a couple of goes at it, and and they suddenly gave themselves a bit of daylight with a couple of minutes to play. Yeah, and you never once you've got that separation, you see that's the trouble for Plymouth. You know, if you're only scoring 51 in the game, we've talked about it before, that's not a seven point gap, that's a 15 point gap. Yeah, <laughs> in a hundred point game, that's a 15 point gap. And um, they, they, they just didn't have, have enough. And the, even the guys who've been shooting the ball for them didn't shoot the ball well, you know. Yeah. And, um, and hopefully they will get, you know, LVC will get into it and, and will be, be in a position where he can get some of those scores of ball and they can all fire on the same night because if they don't all fire on the same night, they're going to struggle to win. Yeah. And then, and then Sheffield had a play, I think it was with two minutes to go, where they just kept getting the ball back. And they didn't yeah. score, but they took like a minute off the clock and then got a free throw That's at the, the end thing, of it. Because Plymouth don't have much size either. You know, yeah. we're talking about skill, we're shooting and all this stuff. But they are on demand in relation yeah. to size. They're on demand without UBR in relation to athleticism. They're gutsy and they're scrappy. But, they, they you know, they don't have what you would call a... a, a um, a go-to player or a, a dominant player. Obviously, that was Joseph's in one game, but he's shown that he's been extremely inconsistent. Mm -hmm. So it's very difficult to know what they're going to hang the hat on. Is it going to be the defence or is it going to be their offence? Um, they probably need to be as good. They, need, they probably need to hang the hat on their defence, but whether they're going to get enough buy-in from everybody and have enough unity to do that, I don't know. So um, here's a klaxon. Claxon for you, 113 points, uh, lowest scoring league game since 2016, which was also Sheffield. And of the 10 games where 113, they did have one. No, it wasn't that one. It was against Bristol, but th that Leicester <laughs> one was was 60-40. Um, <laughs> the, the, um, of the 10 games in the league all time where 113 points or fewer have been scored, Sheffield have been involved in six of them. That's, that's a legacy of Finch, though. That yeah, is, yeah, yeah. run your well, offense. Well, actually, you'd offense, be surprised. Shut the opposition down. Yeah, yeah. And kill them with, kill them with, you know, slow burning defensive death. Yeah, that there's, there's been a few of them in more recent times. Oh, to be, to be fair um, Glasgow sixteen and five uh, led the Sharks, who won the game despite shooting twenty three of sixty seven. So you win a game with thirty four percent. Pretty, Ooh. pretty mad. Um, Raul Graham Bell, uh, he shot okay, actually, 5 of 10 for 17, 17 points. But um, the Patriots with 16, 16 made shots of 54 attempts, 29%. Kofi was 2 of 16. Tough, tough night for him. Uh, let's uh, move on to Bristol, uh, where the remains of the Flyers and the remains of the Scorchers were going, <laughs> going head to head. Uh, no Rogers, no Miller, no Davis, no Hamrick. Uh, interesting, I thought on this one that um, Wanler started the game for for uh, um, Surrey, and yeah. less than a minute into the game, Creon changed his mind and went with Jules Dangakoda. And actually, Jules hit a three not too long after that, and they started all right. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, you're right about the the, the teams. I mean, I did a head count. You know, it was kind of who it wasn't a question of who was not playing; it was a question of who is playing. Um, yeah, and Surrey, Surrey did. Um, they, I mean, for all their down bodies. They still have the, the the semblance of some pretty solid BBL players, you know, individual players, you know, Kaelin, Teo, Jules Dangakodo, um, Jameson is putting up like Willie Clayton style numbers. Yeah, you know, is. you know, he was really he was a really impressive 
kind of hard hat guy when I saw him and he's, he's continued with that. And obviously they've had, uh, they've got Macklemore, who's a vet, who can do, who, you know, he can still light it up in the league. And um, they've had a little bit of Robertson as well as, as a legit seven footer. So, you know, before you get to one of this in the, in the kids. So that's not, they're not kind of hopeless, to use a phrase, disrespecting, but they're not. They're, they're, they are solid players. There's nobody in there who can't be in a BBL rotation, you know. And if you've got six, that's all you need for a game. You might need more for, for, for a month or for a season, but six is what you need for a game. You can still play hard, play competitive, and, you know, chips fall where they may. And um, sometimes that having that kind of lesser number can actually bring a unity together and make it easier because the players don't know they're going to play. And Bristol's, Bristol's absentees were actually probably just as impactful because Miller's been an important player for them. Rogers has played a lot of minutes this year. So you're taking two kind of holes out of their roster. So, yeah, so he did start okay. They led 12-4, worth noting. Yeah. We, always, we always talk about how they play from behind. They did They yeah, did get in front briefly in this game. Briefly, yeah. They, they, maybe they need to sustain it to the second quarter next yeah. time. Um, I hope, yeah, I hope Bristol were a little bit um, a little bit slow at the blocks as well. Um, but after that, it was kind of just a grinding down game. Yeah. They kind of ground them down. And, 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 they, and sorry... So you really need to play fast, but they don't really have the bodies to play fast without Davis and Hamrick because they're, they're probably their two fastest players, you know. And so they're kind of stuck betwixt and between in relation to the, the style that they want to play. And then obviously they had Robertson getting injured as well, which is which made it very difficult um, down the stretch. Um, Bristol, Bristol had a good weekend because they beat Plymouth yeah. as well. The two games they had to win. Um, they don't. I don't think they changed anybody's opinions of them in the two games they had to win. No. Um, but they did it. You know, and they won it down players. And, and as a coach, you, you'll take that and you'll move on. They're the games that you have to bank. Um, Interesting, you said they had to, they, they got it, they sort of ground it, ground it through. And, and Delpesh was probably their best player in, in yeah. that sort of format. And it was him. They had that run uh, early in the second quarter, I think it was, 17 yeah. 2 to take the lead. And, and they sort of, they just sort of kept them at arm's length out. Yeah, I mean, I was disappointed. I mean, I was a little bit disappointed with the way Surrey defended Bristol because Bristol played 20 minutes with Corey Samuels played mm. in that game. And Corey Samuels, I think I asked you afterwards, is a guy who shot maybe three threes all season. Mm. You know, he hasn't played, he hasn't, he's a he's a young um, professional. He's played in his first year. He's probably not going to be expected to play 20, 25 minutes a game every game. And there were times, you know, where I was watching it and you'd see Surrey guys run to Samuels and, and, and leave uh, corner shooter open if it's Thomas Edwards who's shooting 45% or, or one of the Americans. And you're thinking, no, you know, you know let make him beat you. You know, if he's going to beat you, he's going to make some shots good, you know, good for him. But I much prefer that you live with him beating you than with somebody else. And they didn't do that. So I don't think they maximised their opportunities. And when teams are down players, it's... It sometimes it kind of impacts. It should impact the way the opposition play because um, you saw it earlier this season at Leicester when Leicester went at Yabanti when Yabanti was playing for Newcastle. Mm. If 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 there is somebody on there who is inexperienced who possibly isn't used to the intensity of a BBL game, who you don't know if he's going to make it or you don't know if he's going to hurt you or not, then you make him make all the plays. Mm. And you see whether or not um, uh, whether or not he can beat you, and if he can, you hold your hands up and you say whatever, you know, and. I didn't think they did that. I thought they, they they treated them all the same, and unfortunately, they gave some open shots up near the end. And it's those kind of breakdowns that I've heard, sorry, all season, um, in relation to giving up shots, turning the ball over when they don't need to. Because as we've pointed out, they're not been out of that many games. They've no. been within ten points the vast majority of their season. 
But you have to be able to make, if you're in a game like that, you have to be able to make a run. The only way you can make a run is to get stops. The only way you can get stops is to make sure the right guys are shooting the basketball and you play right defence. And they didn't do that. Del Pesh is playing exceptional. Except, sorry, that sounds like a football commentator. Sorry. He's playing exceptionally well. Yeah. Um, and um, he certainly added to his game since he, since he was away because Marcus was always the more... The one that you had kind of a little bit higher on the scouting report than Malcolm. Um, I'm not quite sure why, because obviously they they, def- they look the same and they play the same, play very similar. But it was always, um, I always felt you were a little bit more threatened by Marcus and Malcolm. And, and Malcolm uh, has come back from Germany and he's certainly a better, better player than he was. He's, and he's able to, to kind of hold down the middle. But more importantly, he's able to score efficiently. And that's where they have the upgrade from. Um, where they had with the Dozy last year because the Dozy could hold down the middle, but he struggled to score as much. Mm. Um, I'm still not sure about the, the use of the import on Simmons. I think Simmons can play, but he's not playing that many minutes for an import. And they do have a hole at the kind of the three four spot mm. when Rogers isn't there. So but it's probably too late to change. Most teams are now what they are. Yeah. So they're going to have to work through it and get to where they get to. It didn't get close near the end, though. I was looking. No, for it was one of those things that you needed. You needed sorry to have a good start to the fourth quarter. They they were only down five or six at that point, but actually it went the other way, and Bristol just pulled out to to a thirteen point lead early in the fourth, and they were they cruised home from there. Really. Yeah, got the shots. Uh, Delpesh ten of twelve for twenty three points. Yeah, no, that, that, that they're the numbers that win your games. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's fairly self evident, doesn't it? Really, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom. Thomas Edwards had 17 and Evans 13 points, nine assists. Macklemore 21, Ogan Dengby 20. And you mentioned Jameson, his 15.17 rebounds. He, he seems to be doing well. That's, that well, that's 56 points. How many did they have in the game? They didn't have that many, did they? 71. So 56 out of 71 with three guys. Mm. And obviously they lost Robertson. And, and then you've got Danny Kodo who left top of this one. This you probably want a little bit more. Let's go to the game we were both at on Friday night, the Sky Sports game. Newcastle Eagles 96, London Lions 84. First uh, league defeat of the season for the Lions. Change in the starting lineups. Chris Tarwe starting. Um, Kelly coming off the bench. He did have a, his shoulder strapped up. And we talked about that potential injury he had last week. Don't get um, like he's got his shoulder strapped up, does he? <laughs> no. Uh, he sort of drops it in, so he's not yeah, quite as aggressive yeah. now, is it? That's the thing. And, and, and person in the starting lineup for Newcastle and Defoe coming off the bench. And I know you're a fan of Defoe coming off the bench. Yeah. Um, two things. I watched this game back. I thought your, I thought your broadcast was really good. So I'm going to actually blow Thank some smoke in the sky. Not, 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 may not be in the commentary, but everybody. I thought that the whole, yeah. I thought it was something that came across really good, really well on the television. Um, just the whole environment, you know, and people want to. You know, talk about the league or whatever, and talk about TV and talk about all that stuff. But look, that wasn't that was comparable to where we were in some of the arenas in in, in past games. Not the same, not the size, but in relation to the production, the, the the commentary, the the um analysis, all of that stuff. It was it was done really really slickly. Um, and I thought it was a great advert. Um, the game itself was utterly fascinating. It was it was fascinating because you know, London are the great known unknowns. To, mm. to, to quote to bastardize a quote of Donald Rumsfeld mm. um you know they they everybody knows what they are and how good they are but we haven't really seen the the the, the pinpricks or the other or, the, or any any of the issues yet and believe me when you're winning games those issues are building mm. they're always there it's just a question of how well you can cover them up and um 
the only time they get exposed is when you're in pulling the pressure and, and you're in adversity. And they faced a little bit of adversity in this game and they reacted in an interesting way. And it's not necessarily bad that they lost and it's not necessarily bad that they had the adversity. But what was interesting was watching it, watching it up close and just seeing how it came out. First impression of London was when I saw them, wow, this is a seriously um, basketball-y team, if I can put it that way. Every single one of those guys is chiseled. Every single one of those guys is in sh absolute shape. None of them are below, probably six foot four, apart from poor Andre Lockhart mm. and Justin. And they look like, you know, this is a unit, basically. And they came out incredibly confident. Um, they scored played really well Dirk was Dirk was being Dirk basically and 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 actually first five or six minutes we we were going getting sort of flashbacks to the week before because yeah. London was scoring easy Newcastle couldn't take anything away from them and and, and London got up uh, I think it was 19 10 in five six minutes yeah that's right and, and they scored early um I mean Dirk is a whole different conversation mm -hmm. Dirk is just literally um from what he was his first year in the league now I, I remember us Guarding, I remember Yuri Gungina guarding Dirk out the game at, at, at Sports Central in a game whereby he just wasn't there. And he looked, he looked a young guy, he looked um, a bit overawed. And, you know, he knew, and I remember talking to Andrew Bridge about him. Bridge had been around some of the Sheffield practices. This guy's got as much talent as you could ever imagine. All he needs to do is to believe it. He doesn't know how good he could be. Yeah. You know, and we didn't see it at that time. Well, we're seeing it now. Now, I mean, yeah, yeah. And actually him, him being either going quiet or being reduced to going quiet was a massive difference in this game because he's the kind of the finisher, as it were. A um, couple of things about them that interested me. Um, Jordan Williams basically played the four the whole game, which is where he played the GB. He first played the game or second played the game, he pulled up and knocked down a 15-footer at the foul line. He didn't shoot another one the whole game. That if I'm and he had the he had the opportunity to do that. And if I'm Jordan Williams, I want I want to be shooting that shot because that's that's his development. That's where he's his game going. He needs a default 15 footer and then he's yeah. gone basically. Yeah, yeah. And, and but because he's so capable of getting to the rim, often we had this with Darius at times as well. You don't want to shoot that shot because you think I can score at the rim every single time. Mm. But you need that shot against the higher level players. Um and Dirk made a couple of shots, Cugini made a couple of shots. But Newcastle, even early on, it wasn't quite the same as the Sheffield game. Mm. There was a couple of times Newcastle in the first quarter went to a zone and, and, and it was just, just death because Reese stepped back to about 30 feet and just swished one and then Cugini was wide open on the 1-3-1. One, one. But apart from that, the shots that they were getting weren't, weren't the same as the Sheffield shots. And more than that, going up early meant that London, I think, became a little bit lackadaisical because Rose said it best on the TV. He nailed it as it happened. You know, what, what are you going to say to them if you're Vince? The answer is, please run back. Mm. Don't turn the ball over and please run back and one leads to the other. Now, three times, I think, in the, certainly in the kind of the first, beginning of the second quarter, Louis Sayers became Jamel Anderson and just ran down the court and Fletcher yeah. threw in the ball. Yeah. You know? And a couple of times early, Fletcher, Fletcher didn't get anywhere and was driving at the rim. And, and the way London play, they play their, in the pick and roll, they play their um, drop defence. So the big guy always drops into the basket. They don't come up high because they've got a shot blocker like Kelly who basically wants you to come in there. And a couple of times Newcastle kind of drove into the morass and, and, and basically got nowhere. And, and then Newcastle adjusted, particularly Fletcher adjusted, and he started shooting his pull-up. 
because either he's standing under the basket or whoever yeah. stand, whoever's standing in the basket. And that kind of got Fletcher flowing. And when he got flowing and, and, and when Defoe, particularly when Defoe came into the game, he got comfortable playing with Defoe. Defoe scored seven points early as well. Yeah. And that got Newcastle in the game. And once they were in the game, the rest of the guys kind of started to feed off what was going on, in particular um, throwing the ball ahead. So they, had a, they got a game from Sayers, but those were primarily transition shots. Mm. You know, they got um, person made a couple of shots. They they got Chelton's energy, even Johnson Thompson's energy. You know, really, really helped them. And suddenly we're in a game at half time, and that's when the interesting stuff started to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, it was it was really the the points in transition that that kept yes. Newcastle that's kept right. Newcastle in the game. And as you say. Uh, once you're once you get into that position, the the it's almost like the pattern of the game is set here. This well, what do we say about got, scoring right? races? You know, scoring yeah. races favor the home team. You know, yeah. always do, always will. And 46 46, you're favoring the home team because you know eventually they're feeling good in their own building. Um, it also indicated that London weren't locked in mm. to the degree that they could have been. Um, and this is what I say about winning game after game, particularly in the BBL, particularly comfortably, and they haven't really had a meaningful game on the road in the BBL no. yet. I don't, not a close game on the road in the BBL. And they walked into an environment that they probably weren't really expecting. A lot of the guys have never been there before. And they and they jumped out to a 19-10 lead after, after, a, after a, a few minutes. minutes. So after it, a few felt, minutes. it felt like every other week sort of thing. Every week we're going to score 120, everything's comfortable, they can't yeah. stop it. And then the, the, the game turned, and these the game turned at the beginning of the third quarter, and it was the first three possessions which turned the basketball game. Because the first three London possessions, the first one, uh, Reese is harassed and drives out and puts his foot on the baseline turnover. Um, the second possession, Fletcher reaches, Fletcher is all over him, knocks the ball away, Reese fouls him on, on, on the side in front of you in the commentary. Mm-hmm. And then the third possession, there's a trap on the screen and roll and there's a jump ball because um, either, uh, I think it was, it might have been Shelton or Peel or one of them. It basically all end up on the floor with Reese. Yeah. And at this point, Reese is ticking. You know, and, and I'm looking, and Reese is a really interesting guy because we figured, we pointed out, you know, a few weeks ago, he's been some of your guys and thought he might be the MVP of the league. Um, we pointed out a few weeks ago that he's probably the main, the main guy, the domino, yeah. and he's never really been placed under that much um, pressure, and um, he didn't stand up well to it in this game. And but the thing that's interesting about him is he doesn't look like he's cracking. He doesn't look like he's under pressure. He's kind of got this facade, this kind of blank screen almost this look about him which is i got this i got in control if he makes a tough three he doesn't go he's not going around high-fiving anybody yeah yeah you know he's not he's not jumping up and down he's, he's kind of got this kind of I'm, I'm cool i'm in control i'm calm but i think in this game what we saw inside was there's something different going on um and that's just the way that he handles that kind of insouciance is the way that he handles the emotions that are going on in the game and vince stuck with him and he made some shots in the third quarter and Newcastle went out and then London came back and you'll talk us through that in a second. So, oh, well, I'll just give it to you now because Newcastle finished the first half 11-3 and started the third quarter 6-0. Yeah. So, so nine, uh, 17-3 across the halftime to lead lead by 10. And, and that, that's the bit you've just talked about. The Lions cut the gap in the third quarter and, and then the Lions had a, an 8-0 start to the, to the fourth quarter to take the lead. Yeah, and the Lions kind of impact were, were helped were helped by the Newcastle bench because um, Newcastle really at this point in time are still still sorting out their units and they don't 
the, the bench unit when they had at the end of the third quarter, they had Kyle Williams, Johnson Thompson, Defoe, Fletcher came out early because he was because of all the energy he'd expended on defense in the first six minutes. And so it was, yeah, Kyle Williams, Johnson Thompson, Defoe, Person, and probably Sayers. You know, that lineup struggled, and you know they haven't really got a, 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 um, a, a definitive con- um, creator. Um, their roles aren't mixed. They their, our roles aren't particularly defined. They haven't played together much, and you can't play many minutes against that London team mm. because they're so potent offensively and they can run off your mistakes. You know it can be a nine-zero run just like that. Yeah, and it wasn't quite that. Newcastle kind of held their own, but their rhythm was hurt. But what they did do was buy Fletcher some rest in that time. And then London came out at the beginning of the fourth quarter, as you say, um, and made a couple of shots. And you were just thinking, hang on, if Newcastle are giving it their best shot, but it's still yeah. not going to be good enough. And then in reality, it was, you know, Fletcher, Defoe and Shelton mm. um, really said, uh-oh, you know, and then and with Sayers knocking down the, 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 the typical corner three. Yeah. And so it was Newcastle's defence that picked up. But what was interesting was, you know, when you get down to that last six minutes, um, you know, you beat a good team. And I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. You beat a good team not just by matching them play for play. You beat a good team by cracking them, by trying to, 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 to have some form of mental disintegration. And the, for the first time, there was some with, with Reese. Mm. You know, no question. If you go back and we go back and watch that game, um, Defoe gets into him. Does, yeah. No question. Um, he gets the stupid unsportsmanlike foul, yeah. you know, pushing out on, on, on in the That corner. was his fifth as well at that point. That was it. That to, was his to, be, fifth. to be fair, before well, that, though, um, the, Eagles had, the Eagles had got the, the wind in their sails at both ends of the floor. They'd had an 18 2 run, yeah. and I think Reese got the only two. And what you saw in there was the atmosphere of the building. And this is something we noticed it probably more so than anywhere else so far, although it was super loud at Manchester, I will say we struggled to hear in the headphones loud. Um, but, but it was that sort of crest of a wave in a big game, crowd understanding the importance for their team, given the position Newcastle have been in, given how good London it were, are, to win that game. And Newcastle fed off that. And, and as you say, the pressure was applied to London. It was applied to London. It was interesting. I mean, Vince's decisions were interesting. And it was very interesting, given what he said after the game as well. Um, because at any point, you know, basically he played big the whole game. Mm. He played with Jordan Williams and Tawaya, Jordan Williams and Kelly. Um, the smallest he got would have been Washburn and Kelly, or Washburn and Tawaya. Um, didn't ever have Washburn and Williams on court at the same time. Um, didn't ever have the four guards. So he didn't ever put Kajini in as a shooter and just have the one big guy in the middle. He stayed big. And what that means is Dirk Williams is playing the two. Now, Dirk stopped scoring in this game. And Dirk stopped scoring because he really didn't get many touches. And when Dirk Williams plays the two and they're big, the ball is in the hands of Reese. You know, it's not the same as when Robinson's in the game, whereby you've got two, or Lockhart's in the game, you've got two. The ball is in the hands of Reece. He is the guy who's creating for everybody because Washburn isn't creating. Yeah. Dirk Williams is basically attacking. He's not creating. He's, he's, he's reacting. He's attacking. He's shooting, whatever. Jordan Williams is their secondary creator, but he kind of was stymied because... Um, Defoe was able to knew how to kind of guard him not to go out too far, and they weren't throwing him the ball much either. Mm. And then you got the big guy. Now, I was waiting for Vince to insert Robinson or Vince to insert Kajini or Vince to sit um, Kelly um, Reese down, but he didn't. And I think he was basically playing the long game. I'm going to give him some credit here. Mm. I think he was playing the long game in relation to finding out in relation to Reese, you know, where he's at and just showing him that this isn't going to be a cakewalk. 
Mm. Because whilst all this is going on, we're talking about Reese a lot. There was about four, just at the game, and the game was on the line with an eight point six seven point game with um, three or four minutes ago. Reese shot the ball every time down. Yeah, no one else touched it. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the offer, four times down, he shot the ball. Then he ran straight ahead. I think his, his fifth foul was actually the charge on Defoe. The fourth foul was the unsportsmanlike. Okay. He, he ran it into Defoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Defoe took a charge, and then Defoe took another charge. But Reese shot it every time down. Nobody else touched the basketball. Yeah. And he missed. And he's, you know, you could see that everything was ticking. And whilst this is going on, Fletcher is dominating at the other end. I'm not saying embarrassing people, but he is dominating at the yeah. other end. He's got, you know, he is, he is playing a, a masterful game, 25.17 assists, whatever he wants, wherever he wants. And he's also, and he's figured out that he can't challenge Kelly at the rim. He's going to pull up and he's going to shoot his 15 for there. And until they change, yeah. they do anything about it. And when yeah. they do change, he's going to throw it to the shooters and all that stuff. So there's a lot going on there for a guy who's never seen it all before. Mm. Vince could have took him out the firing line. In fact, when Robinson came in, when Reese fouled out, they got a couple of easy alley-oops. The whole thing looked a little bit more relaxed. It was almost like emotion had gone and basketball had returned. But at that point, it was a 13-point game and the game was done. Yeah. So, and then Vince went after the game, basically said, you know, these guys mm. don't necessarily know what they're getting into. They don't know yeah, what, yeah. how good some of these BBL teams are. And um, maybe now they know. Mm. So... I think he was sending a message. I think yeah. Newcastle played very well, but they still, at the end of the day, they needed to force 24 turnovers to have X thousand fast break points, and they still yeah. won by 10, you yeah. know, at home yeah. against yeah. that team. That shows the level of London, you yeah. know, the way that they're playing. And as you said, with eight minutes to go, they're down five and could lose the game. Oh, we, we, oh undoubtedly, in fact, it was only there. The defense, and I think it was probably, as I say, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to Defoe in relation to, you know, the ability to be, as Kieran would say, the disruptor, mm. and also to impact yeah. what's going on in the defensive end. Because if Reese continues to be comfortable in that game, London win. Yeah, you know, and Reese wasn't, and Reese, and Reese, Reese, and even at the end of the game, you guys didn't see it on the camera, but I saw it. You know, he, everybody was bopping fists with each other. He was straight off, and Justin Robinson had to go and get him. Mm. You know, to bring him back to, to say, hey, well, we don't do things like that. So th there's a lot to be kind of um, taken from that. That was my take on the game. It was a study. Of, we know what all those other guys are. I know what Fletcher is. I know what Defoe is. I know what Sears is. Got an idea what Jordan Williams is. All those guys, you see it. It's Reese. <laughs> Sorry, I say I'm, I'm conducting a psychological study here, but, um, you know, he's he is going to be critical to their game, their team, or else you're going to see a lot more Justin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were a bit surprised we didn't see a lot more, Justin. That was. That I actually was... think Vince. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't go small and play them together. Mm. Um, I'm not sure what because Newcastle aren't that big. Person, person's playing the two, so they're not that big. You can easily have the two guards out there. Um, and Washburn at the three is kind of a an, an, an un, It's not a great fit because he doesn't really look to shoot it that much compared to, for instance, a Kajini or if Dirk was playing the three and yeah. Justin was playing the two. But that's you know, but that's probably the way they've been playing in Europe. They have to have the two bigs in Europe. They need the bigger team. Yeah. Maybe he's he's following on a bit from that. Um, but I, I think he was, you know, Reese got five fouls in the second half. You know, literally off every foul was in the second yeah. half. And um, his usage would have been off the charts. He must have used used fifty percent of their possessions in the second half. And um, ultimately, they're going to have to diversify away from that, or he's going to have to play very well, very consistently all the time. Yeah. I would guess that they're going to diversify now that the message has been sent via yeah. the coach, via Sky Sports. Yeah. 
um, that, you know, this isn't quite as straightforward as you think it is and everybody's going to have to play the right way. It was a fascinating interview. If you haven't seen it, it'll be on the Sky Sports YouTube. You can just flip to the end of the game and listen to it. It was, it was very interesting. Yeah, he still couldn't resist getting a tag yeah, in at Gino, yeah, could he? Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to those London-Leicester games. Yeah, I don't know why, yeah, they did, why he did that, but there you go. Um, when he's playing them next week as well. Exactly. It's almost like, he's, it's like there's a potty. I'm just going to stir yeah, it. Yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit more why because I yeah. can Oh, God. You mentioned you make, you make our job interesting. You do, he does. Um, you mentioned Fletcher's numbers Defoe 18 points off eight, eight of 10 shooting, eight rebounds, six assists. Tay is six of seven for his 15 six points. Assists for Darius is, is massive, yeah. as are two charges taken, yeah. As are you know, one steal, one on sportsman, like foul received, you yeah. know, eight of 10 shooting. That's um, you know, that, of all the big guys in the game, he was the most, he might not, he was the most impactful. Yeah, you know that's the reality. And then Kelly might dunk it. You know, Jordan might post somebody up, and you know Tawaya might clothesline somebody. Shelton might you know beat his yeah. chest a lot, but Defoe yeah. was the one who impacted the game the most. Uh, Reese still had twenty three eight and eight, by the way. Although well, 10, 10 of twenty shooting. Yeah, and he would have been about ten of sixteen until he melted down. Yeah, and so yeah, uh, he's a serious player, no question. Yeah. Uh, Dirk with 18. Um, so uh, let's go from one exciting game to one less so. Uh, Leicester Riders 105, Glasgow Rocks 76. Uh, no Johnny Bunyan, um, which is a massive loss given he's shooting 60% from the three-point line. 65%. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Nelson Henry's still not quite back for, for Leicester. Um, Green opened the scores with a with a three but then they didn't make another field goal for another five minutes um uh glasgow um leicester went 11 three up leicester got whatever they want it was it was it was lunacy wheel and three jackson three crandall three washington three on the buzzer they it was yeah. just it was it like yeah one, one how not to play leicester wasn't it although yeah. what i would say first play of the game loving on the three-point line, puts the ball on the floor, makes a nice little mid-range jump shot. Yeah, well, just to stick it to you for last week. That's fair enough, but as I say, you know, I, I live with that. You know, I live with him making a two off the dribble because he's having to work harder than rising up and shooting the three the week. And um, I think he has got a mid-range game. I'm not sure he'd, he'd particularly keen on driving all the way to the basket and finishing off one foot, but I don't think you need that when you're six nine. You can shoot the ball. He can, yeah. Yeah. you know. It, it, um, Glasgow kind of still on the bus. It looked like. Well, well, um, you say that you say that, but the bus came down on Thursday. Really? They stayed overnight the night before. Absolutely, so that was a long time on the bus. Then it was. Well, had they played the week before? I'm, I'm looking for excuses for them now. I'm not sure if they played. The yeah, week they before. no, they played last week as well. I they, think they were. Well, yeah, they got no yeah, excuse. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought the one thing I will say is that it's Leicester obviously in the South Group this year. Glasgow in the North Group. Glasgow haven't necessarily seen Leicester. I thought Johnson started off this game very passive. And I'm not necessarily sure he understood the level of the, the team he was playing against. Mm. And the problem was by the time, and because and the thing was, I knew the score. I watched this back. I knew I watched the first half back. I knew that they had 65 points at half time. And yet, you know, three minutes to go in the first quarter, they've got like 18 or something. Mm. And then three minutes to go in the second quarter, they've got like 46 or something, you know, and they mm. absolutely piled it on at the end of yeah, each quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and uh, and actually um, in the second quarter, as I was watching, I was thinking, wow, Leicester missed a lot of open shots for yeah. a team that scored sixty-five. Exactly. Yeah, I, 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 I was kind of figuring, how are they going to get to sixty-five? Because you know <laughs> what, what's going on. Here? The answer was they couldn't get a defensive rebound. That's yeah. and that is a potential sore point for them because yeah, you know Fraser is kind of a rebounder. Her rebounds within his own area. Um, the other guys, Hillsman's a little bit undersized. Harris doesn't rebound particularly well for as athletic as he is. Um, you know, and you often see Johnson's got as many rebounds as anybody. And I thought they got destroyed on the defensive glass in this game. Um, certainly in the first half. I didn't watch the second half, full disclosure. Mm. Um, and the other thing was, by the time Johnson realised what, what the kind of game he was in, they were down 20 at the end of the first quarter, and he had Connor guarding him. And this is a big, this is, this is, we're getting to that point of the season where the Connor Washington Appreciation Society comes out again. We call it the quaz, 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 right? Because the, because he, one of the few guys in the league who has the capabilities and the mindset to stay in front of Jordan Johnson and draw charging fouls and get in front of him when Jordan Johnson's on the drive and, and get there and, and impact him. And to have a guy who's not your major ball handler doing that to burn his energy at the defensive end, who can then step up and knock down shots when he needs to, is absolutely massive. Because you need to always, and the way to win in this league is to defend the opposition's best player to take them out of their game. And we saw that with Reese, and we saw that with Johnson in this game. And that the, the kind of actually the, the bench lineup for Leicester, um, led by Washington, when McKenzie is playing well as well. And um, adding in whoever Rob throws in with Adekoya, um, be it Jackson stays on the court or obviously um, maybe Wheeling, whatever. That lineup is, is is really being effective at this point in time. They're, they're ahead of the other bench lineups. And then that allows you to bring Gino back in. And, you know, we've talked a bit and Kieran talked about his, his three-point shot and he's shooting the ball more confidently now. Um I'm still, I'm still not convinced if I'm, I'm defending him, I'm still probably wanting him to shoot that shot still because of all the other things he can do. But the confidence that that has, it opens everything up because, you know, you, you, the guy isn't necessarily dancing around on the spot for eight seconds. If you put your hand down, you're shooting the ball. Mm. You know, that's how you put up 65 points in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're not looking for the perfect shot. You're looking for a shot you know you can make. Mm. And then, and by that time, the, um, the, the game was done, I'm yeah. afraid. Uh, 65-35, if you watched the second half, I can only assume you were in the Morningside Arena because surely anybody else would have turned over to the other three games that were going on. Um, so that'll do. We, there's no point in even looking at it. Yeah, what I will say is that it's, it's an omin Leicester are ominous at the moment. They're ominous because um, they're, they're going to run to London next week and that's going to make a, a significant impact upon the footprint of the season mm. and what happens in those games. But they're ominous because they have that talent and that unity that I was talking about mm. um, and that's what you're always looking for you're looking to have the talent and the unity and at this point you know what I've seen in the past three weeks tends to suggest that they've got each other's backs mm. um, that it's all kind of ticking and they and they are playing every game as if they need to win every game to win the league mm. and I'm not sure many other teams in the league are playing every game like that and that makes a difference because you can be 12 and 0 and the other teams are 9 and 3 and you suddenly realize it's a 27 game season and that's half the season done yeah yeah you know, and you know, this is something that we always focused on Newcastle. You know, we, if we can get to Christmas, you know, 12 and 1, 13 and 1, but the teams are playing in the second half of the season, no, they can't catch us. Mm. So our motivation is ahead of theirs, and, and you're kind of chugging on through teams who are thinking, well, we're playing for third or fourth or fifth, it doesn't really quite matter as much. Mm. Um, and that's where they're going. So, so you know, it's an ominous situation for the rest of the league. 
Whelan, 22.6 of 10 for three. Loving, 20 points off 10 shots. Uh, Crandall, 18 points off 10 shots. Leicester were 18 of 42 from three. Um, Johnson and Hillsman, three of 42 threes. Yeah, you know, no, make, whether they make 18 crazy. or not, you uh, can't, you know, they're too good. You know, too, you get threes or more than twos. What did we say yeah, last year? All those yeah, points, yeah. total points you could get. You cannot, you've got to run them off the lane. You've got to make them a little bit more comfortable. And that 42 threes means you're not, means you're settling. You're allowing them to shoot shots. They're not good enough to get 42 wide open threes without, unless you're going to stand there and let them shoot them. Johnson and Hillsman, three of 23 combined for eight points each. Um, Green and Harris, 14 points each. Can I go for another Claxon here? Because yeah. this, this, this one is yeah. uh, uh, slightly niche and slightly from Synergy. Um, Leicester, if not counting NBA, Leicester are 16th in the world on points per possession, 1.035. That's pretty good. That's yeah, pretty good. That's, that's pretty... Interestingly, Saratov, you... who are yeah. in London's group, are first. I used to look at the one thing that oh, when, I, when I was involved with the Eagles, I used to go through those numbers regularly. What always struck me was that um, defensive points for possession, mm. certainly in the, in the years that we were good, um, Newcastle and Leicester were very, very high yeah. at the top. You know what I mean? It was I did look at it. They're not as high as 16. They are pretty high, mm. but they're not as high. It was um, the offense. There's it it comparative levels and comparative yeah. teams that you're playing against, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you would, you would, I remember... If you're in a list not far too behind Olympiakos and FS and yeah. Metropolitan, you, you, you must be doing something yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. You're shooting 18, you're shooting 42 threes and you're knocking down nearly half of them. That'll do the yeah. trick. Yeah. Uh, let's go to uh, Saturday. Uh, and for all the defense that Glasgow didn't play on Saturday, Surrey returned the favor to them. Surrey Scorchers 81, uh, Glasgow Rocks 122. Um, uh, Legend Robertson also out now on top of all the other players that we mentioned in the previous game. And, and this was one of those defense goes round the sports park games, wasn't it? They, it was, they weren't it was, hard to beat this time brutal. around. It was brutal, I'm afraid. Um, it was like it was like it was one game too many for Surrey, um, and it was. And I'm not. I'm, I don't get hung up necessarily on the 122 or the number because when you get to kind of half time, it doesn't really matter. What I was disappointed was with Surrey's first half mm. because their their resistance was defensive resistance was fairly feeble from the beginning in relation to you know Glasgow haven't got that many more players than them. Mm. You know Gareth's not playing, mm. Johnny Bunyan's not playing. So, you know, they got, you know, Fraser Malcolm is basically their sixth man. Mm. Yeah. Um, maybe the seventh man. And yeah, they have some, Glasgow have some, some talent. And, and some talent who are no doubt being not very happy that they've gone for the combined three of 23 the night before. And Jordan, it, they, it, were, they were Johnson, 21, 21 of 32 tonight, which is why I pulled out the three of uh, three. Yeah, three. And that's, that's your BBL bounce back thing because they're yeah. going in there with a chip and it's good for Glasgow that those guys have got that chip and they're not, they're not, they're not willing to settle. But, you know, sorry, have people who have been in the BBL rotation a long time. Mm. And your starting point in a game, if you're undermanned, if you think you're undermanned, is that you you try to dig in defensively. You try to, as it were, ugly it up. You try to um, make Glasgow lengthen their possessions, whether you throw in a zone or whatever. You rebound, and then you try and get what you can at the other end. And my view of the game was that Surrey didn't do any of that, and Surrey's players were more interested in getting their shots up at the other end, almost before 
Glasgow had shot it, mm. you know, but because it was literally about boom, 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 boom. And that's dangerous because then you end up playing for numbers and you think, oh, well, we scored 82. Yeah, but it's a 40-point game, 122. That's 150-odd in the NBA game. That's four quarters of 30-plus. You know, and this isn't a team. This is a team that's been held at 60 at Leicester. That so, was and they played the night before. So you can't, yeah. you don't have any excuses. And I thought, I didn't watch the second half because I knew where the game was going. Mm. Um, because it wasn't because of the fact that Glasgow was scoring. It was the ease and the simplicity with which they were scoring. They were getting to the rim. They were unchallenged. Um, they could get threes wherever they wanted. I didn't see anybody at Surrey at any point saying, no, enough's enough. Mm. I'm going to guard this guy. I gave a slight shout out to Jameson because I think he just plays hard the whole time. Yeah. Um, but he's 19 and 14. Yeah. He's a little bit on the side, but they're empty numbers against. Yeah, they are. They're empty numbers against it when the team scored 122. Mm-hmm. Kieran Achara tweeted afterwards something about, you know, there might be down players, but you still have to have a mindset for defense. Yeah. And uh, I absolutely endorsed that. I didn't think yeah. they had that in that game. And the thing was, they did have that at Bristol. Yeah, they, they, they weren't short at Bristol. No. They, 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 the, they were in the basketball game, they competed. I don't think they competed the way that they can the way that they should have competed in the Glasgow Which is game. unusual at home as well, with them. It's very unusual. And, I wouldn't, and it may be just that you're down five bodies from what you were three weeks ago. That is yeah. hard. You know, yeah, it's yeah. not. But they still got five or six guys. And those five or six guys are going to want to play when those bodies come back. Yeah. When Robertson's back, when Hamrick's back, when Davis is back, those guys are going to want to play. And Creon's quite intelligent saying, no, I'm going to let these guys play because, you know, you guys had your shot and, and we, you know, we got beat by 40 by a team on the second night of the back-to-back who were coming off a 30-point loss. You know, so if you lose that game by 100 to 80, I would understand. If you if you can keep it relatively competitive, I would understand. But the the first half, I didn't think was acceptable from them. I think that they're better than that, and I think, um, you know, they, they're going to have to be very very careful now. They're going to have to get either those guys back, or a new body or two in, um, or you know they're they're competing with with um, Plymouth to um, not to finish bottom. And they really are more talented than that, mm. I think. But talent needs unity. Unity needs focus. Focus is defense. Yeah. Hillsman, 33, 8, and 5. Johnson, 32, 10, and 9. Just missed out on a triple double. Um, Harris with 21 points, 10 of 12 shooting. 44. Harris is, in, Harris, is in, Harris is fun to watch, mate. Yeah. Is. Harris is fun. Yeah. He catches a both defensive rebound. Yeah. You know, he needs to rebound more because he gets the dunk off most of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because he, it's not just cutting, he just flies down the court. He's, uh, I'm struggling to think of a guy quite as athletic kind of A to B as he was um, at his size in, in a long time, actually. It will come to us, but I'm struggling. 44 68, 64% uh, shooting. Um, the, the, the team. Uh, let's go to Sunday then. Uh, Bristol Flyers, 78. Plymouth City Patriots, uh, 58. Uh, Plymouth made a few shots this time, uh, following on from Friday where they, where they couldn't make one. Hung about there for a, for a bit. And then, then into the second quarter, Del Pesh got five. Jacob got five. Tenno run, and it's a 12-point game. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the problem. They, they, can, mm. they can hang around, but 109 points in two games on the road. Mm. You know, it's just it's, it's almost impossible to expect the coach to um, kind of produce a win out of that. Um, it's not because they don't run stuff, because they do. It's not because they're indisciplined in their offense, because they're not. Um, they don't get they get very little in transition, which is always a problem in the BBL if you can't score in transition. Um, 
even if it's transition threes, um, because the game is fast and you know we saw that's basically the reason Newcastle beat London. And um, Bristol, to be fair, Bristol don't turn the ball over that much. That you know, the Bristol are pretty. The, the guys who have the ball in their hands most of the time are decent ball handlers. Um, so, and the guys who are finishing know that their job is to finish. So you don't get many of the. You don't get very often see any of the Bristol players go outside of their kind of skill set, um, which means that they look after the ball quite well. It doesn't mean they don't, they don't often get the very best shot, but they look after the ball well. And, and you combine that if you keep Plymouth out of transition and you just challenge them to beat you in half court and, and unfortunately and they can't. Mm. And that's the, that's the interesting thing about it because if you looked at the runs in this game, uh, it, it was a 6-0 run Simmons with three plays in, in four where he's on the pick and roll and there's a yeah. nice footwork in the low post and then a few minutes later it was Evans had five in a, in a, in a 9-0 run and it's 6-0 and 9-0 and it's not 17-0 or 17-2 but when you're only scoring 58 six is a lot yeah i mean it it's difficult for them and uh, it's just something of a stuck record here mm. um they have kind of plymouth have kind of an equal opportunities offense whereby everybody's getting touches albeit it's been kind of been warped a little bit with kofi and raul grim coming in but there aren't that many possessions where you watch them where you think that's an empty possession, you're not getting anything here. You know, they're all running to the right spots. They've got a ball handler in LBC to show knows what he's doing. But it's just that, that you know, that athletic ability to, to get to the rim or the ability of the big guys to finish or the ability to, to knock down shots when you're focused. You know, the one game that came close was when Kofi went, went mental and had 47. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, but even then, the team scored 80, what, 85 in, 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 um, in regular time so I don't know you know the, I feel for PJ because he's never had a team like this you know, he's never been in a position where he's had to kind of manufacture baskets as much as he has and now as I say I think there's a risk that the unity kind of drops away a little bit as you know you can lose in October you can lose in November but when you into December and it's kind of you know four months of the season and you haven't won a game yet and you're trying to find different ways of winning the game and you're not necessarily being able to find one specific way because you haven't found a way which is good enough. That can get debilitating for the players. Mm. Delpesh, 17. Evans, 7, 6 and 6. Jacobs, 6, 10, uh, 16, sorry, 10 and 5. Yeah. Um, Simmons, 6 of 8, shooting 14 and 11 in 28 minutes. Yeah. Um, Kofi Joseph's 24 points, but 5 of 17 uh, shooting Joe Hart with 16. Yeah. And again, 19 of 62, 7 of 26. His shooting numbers are not. 19 of 62 is, is, is scary. And, mm. and the other thing is, obviously, you've got that chemistry thing whereby you've got new guys taking all the shots. Mm. And that's fine when he's dropping 46. Mm. But when he's going on a weekend of 7 for 33, mm. you know, the other guys are probably going to be looking over their shoulder thinking, oh, hang on a minute. You know, he's not making us better, you know, and, and, and losing does this to teams. It's a psychology of individuals is, is that everybody, you know, it, it's very, very tough to kind of hang around with each other and stick together in that because everybody's looking to think, am I the one that's being blamed? Is it my fault? You know, and the worst and the worst guys, the ones that say, well, it's not my fault, it's his fault. Mm-hmm. And that can just rip a team up. And that's why it's so hard. It's a mentally um, challenging situation Plymouth are in at the moment. 
So let's go to the good weekend for Bristol. Yeah, good good weekend for Bristol. We've got the men to do. Needed that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, London Lions 107, Manchester Giants 80. They were without um, Coach Lloyd Gardner through COVID, and uh, Artisan was also out for COVID, and Lewis was non-COVID illness. Um, right. uh, so they were obviously uh, significantly shorthanded, but they have a lot of players. We've talked yes. about this before. Um, the, the, we've also talked earlier in the in the show about getting into a scoring race with London not generally being a good idea and I thought that's what Manchester did yeah. and 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 actually if you do that and and don't find a way to slow them down in the way that Newcastle found a way to slow them down eventually you stop scoring and they don't particularly at home you know particularly at home um you know that, that number that we quoted that 95 number in relation to you know if you give up 95 on the road you're probably basically going to lose um the vast majority of time unless you're playing it sorry um, you know, kind of stays stays relevant because um, you, you can feel good about yourself when you're trading baskets with him. And then you, you look up the scoreboard and you're down 15. Mm. Um, Dirk, again, you know, the, the, but just before we get to the, the game, the interesting, I was obviously the big interest was after all the comment about Reese. you know, where does it, where does it go with Reese? Mm. And there was a couple of interesting little vignettes in, in this beginning of this basketball game. Um, the first one was uh, jogging down the court, Reese is in the corner, Washburn goes to set a screen on him, set a screen to bring him up to get the ball. Um, uh, Kelly is the ball at the top as he's, I don't know why it was Kelly, maybe Kelly Joe Williams just, just bounces the ball to the wing where Wash to throw it to Washburn. Washburn's turned his back. He's going to set the screen for, for Reese. Ball just bounces out of bounds. Mm. Washburn turns around, says nothing to anybody. You know, there's no, Reese is kind of stood in the corner like this. And I'm just looking at thinking, mm, that's there's a chemistry thing there. I mean, that's probably a little bit of overassessment, but mm. go back and watch the play. It was like, it wasn't like, okay, yeah, never mind, we got the next one, misunderstanding. There was a lot of kind of standing around. And after about four and a half minutes, Vince pulled Reese. Mm. He only played the first four and a half minutes. And Justin came in, and he came in for five minutes, and he led them, and Justin came in and made shots and mm. really impacted the game. And at the second quarter break, Lockhart came in. And Reese didn't come back in until like four minutes to go in the second quarter. So a guy who'd been the absolute focal point of their efforts in Newcastle basically played every minute that he could. You know, Vince gave him four minutes and said, no, it's not right. I'm going with other guys just to show you we don't need you. Mm. And Justin Robinson, Andre Lockhart, Dirk Williams, all those guys, by the time he comes back in, they're up 15 and the game's on its way. Mm. You know, so that was an interesting bit of man management having what we'd seen on Friday night. Um, and that's probably the first step towards kind of breaking Isaiah Reese into what the Lions need him to be to, to go out and win more games in Europe or to win cups or trophies in this league. Um, but we also got a Will Neighbour sighting, which was nice because he needs to start playing because, you know, he's, he's too talented to be sat on the bench, not playing any minutes. Mm. And, you know, there's danger, you know, you've got Ward Hibbert's been injured, hasn't played, Spencer's not playing. You know, um, if neighbours not playing as well. Now these guys are, you know, should be high-level British players, and if they're not seeing the floor in the BBL, they're in the wrong place. You know, so it's good that they they're playing. And Manchester, yeah, um, the the knock on them is their their defence on the road. I think, mm. you know, they got blown out at Sheffield. Um, they've. They get into these 
kind of scoring scoring races and um outside of Jamel you don't see anybody locking in now this game they struggled because McKnight didn't score so they couldn't compete in the scoring race because their 20 point a game scorer didn't score mm. missed shots and was done by the copper box basically yeah. and missed foul shots and missed everything um so yeah you know they, they, they may have lost 107 to 99 if he'd scored but that's still not going to win big games against London yeah so it was a 12-0 run that put um put them up 36-19 in the second quarter and I thought there was an interesting thing right at the end of the first half last play last two plays of the first half where Manchester had got it back it was down to nine uh, at one stage and then the last two plays Clark misses a three yeah, Williams. London come down the other way, and Dirk makes an incredibly uh, you see, man, you good say three that on the at, buzzer. Yeah, you say that. I look at that the other way, and I'm saying there is no way in the world Dirk Williams is allowed to shoot that shot, mm. right? Because I mean, I know he was four or five feet from the three point line, but that's Dirk Williams. Mm. You've got two seconds, one second on the clock. Mm. You have to be right next to him. You have to be up. But he wasn't. He hadn't gone past anybody to get open. Yeah, the guy right in front of him, who was playing defense like that. That's not defense against Dirk Williams. You know, you know, it's a li- it's little details, but if you're saying, okay, if you make that shot, good job, that's fine. But not Dirk Williams. He's shooting yeah. like 98 98.5% or something, you know, and he's making them from everywhere and he's killed you in the first half. Mm-hmm. So in a perfect world, you wouldn't let him touch the basketball. But if you would, you can guarantee he's having to dribble it because then he's not going to have the time to get, a, to get a good look. So yeah, he made a great shot. Yeah, he was allowed to make a great shot. And that was indicative of Manchester's defence. Okay, if you make a good shot, we'll live with that. Well, you can't do that against London. You know, you well, can't. That was the difference between a, to an eight-point halftime and a 14-point halftime. Yeah. And then a flurry of threes in the third quarter, and then suddenly Lions are 20-plus ahead, and the, and the game is done. They are a bit of a... They are, I think, a team which is pretty good at front-running. I don't say that lightly. I don't say that as a front running being a bad thing, um, kind of in the in the in the meaning of front runner. Uh, we we only we only try hard, but we only play well when we're winning. I think that once they get ahead of steam behind them, once they get momentum in the game itself, um, they get comfortable, they get confident. Um, you can't let them get away. Yeah. You know, and you said on the Friday night, Newcastle just got back into it just in time. Yeah. Uh, but once you let them get away and get comfortable. And they know in their own minds that they've got the talent to win, they're going to win. It was only when they started doubting themselves on the Friday night that they lost. It was only when they didn't play with that degree of um, ferocity in Germany that they lost that game mm. because they played at their level and they thought their level was going to be good enough, but it wasn't because it was a German BBL team who knew they needed to win. Yeah. They didn't raise it. But once they get they get up, um, you know, if they get up 10, I don't see them losing to anybody. If they get up 10, you know, in the second quarter, third quarter of games. I don't see them losing to anybody. Hmm. Dirk Williams, 30 points, 11 of 16, shooting 6 of 11 from the three-point line. Kajini had 18. Uh, Reese only played 13 minutes. You talked about his minutes. Yeah, so that's interesting. That, that really is, that's the type of thing to look for going forward because they will be better if they can diversify away from him but still get production out of him. You know, they don't need him to be 25, 9 and 9 every game because they've got so much of the talent and they need to be able to win in different ways. and But he has to buy into that. That's, that's the issue. The Giants, 30 of 83. We talked about shooting numbers on the road. Um, okay, that's the hors d'oeuvres out of the way. Let's get on to the, to the main event. Uh, 
Cheshire Phoenix. <laughs> you are home. Uh, Cheshire Phoenix 110 Newcastle. It's me that needs to go home. Yeah. Uh, Cheshire Phoenix 110 Newcastle Eagles 113 after triple overtime. Um, shall we just skip the first 37 minutes? Or something? Yeah, just, yeah just, I think we just, just about just can. Time. I mean, it, the really, it was close. It, it went back close. And Knicks had a little bit of a run around halftime to lead by 10, didn't last very long. Uh, what I would say is that, the, that, that the, just in relation to the game itself, um, it struck me as two teams who are talented but don't quite know themselves yet, um, whose roster construction probably isn't optimal insofar as Cheshire have got two big guys who hardly played, Bradley and um, Bacali. Newcastle have got a lot of shooters, but not necessarily... Um, a lot of creators for the kind of the ball screen offense that they run. And they were kind of teams who were kind of fighting with themselves. I don't mean physically fighting, but they were kind of battling themselves throughout the whole game to put together enough good players in a row to separate. And neither of them could do that. So when one team went up, the other, you know, Newcastle went up early, then they throw, then someone's trying to throw Fletcher the ball in the back court because they don't want to dribble the ball up and Fletcher's running away the other way and, 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 and um, Austin gets a layup, gets a steal. And the same at the other end, um, if, you know, Cheshire's shooting a bad shot up there, but Otsurobi is cleaning it up and he's putting it in because there's nobody there to, to, to rebound the ball for Newcastle. And that's why the game was, I think that the best, sometimes the closest games are between kind of teams which aren't quite ready to, to, to kind of grab it and, and, and say, all right, we're putting the game away now. Mm. So you get that kind of pull all the time as to who is it going to be, who's going to, and it comes to who makes the least mistakes. And I thought that was, this was one of those games, but we'll get, yeah, we'll get to the end now. Yeah. Okay. So let, let's go right to the very end because we've still yeah. got 15 minutes to come after this. <laughs> um, great shot by Defoe, 34 seconds. Yeah, that was home. a major play, man, because they were, that was it. And that was a broken play and he kind of drove in, you know, threw himself horizontally backwards, like, you know, and managed to, to, to make the layup as well. I mean, the, the floor as well. That was a one-point game, I think, at that point. Yeah, 81-80 on, on that one. Cheshire come down the other end. McSwiggan um, uh, airballs air a shot. And, and um, then Johnson gets foul, goes to the line, five seconds to go, chance to win the game. Yeah, there was... Um, no, we'll get to that. I'm, 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 as I've, I'm putting things out of place here. Um, yeah, and you would have thought that was, I mean, I thought that was a slightly tough call, that, because Johnson kind of drove into the guy. I, don't, I can't remember who the defender was. It might have been Austin. Um, but, he, you know, he almost drove under the basket. He was almost like, he was, you know, you were thinking, because Johnson had only come in the game two minutes, two minute, two minute mark. Him and Defoe had only came back in two minute mark. So Johnson hadn't touched the ball. And suddenly he's getting the basketball with five seconds to go and he doesn't really want to shoot the three because he's not warm. He's not in the game. He hasn't had any recent reps, so he drives, and I thought he kind of got bailed out a little bit. Um, and, you know, it doesn't matter how good a shooter you are, when the game's on the line, it's different. Mm. Particularly when you haven't had any reps, you haven't had any touches, and he missed the first one pretty bad, but he used the first one on the line up the second one. Mm. Then... He um, makes amends at the other end. He makes amends at the other end, because he makes a great play at the other end, because Austin is a penetrator. No question about that. I'm not sure how much of a shooter Austin is, but I think he can get easy. One of those athletic guards that we see in the league every so often, who can get wherever he wants, who's going to shoot the passing lanes, who's going to attack the rim remorselessly. And he did, and um, Johnson stayed with him and managed to, to um, block his shot off the backboard to, to basically save the game for Newcastle. 
So into the first period of overtime we go, and, and still not very very much between them. So I'll spin it towards the end of that. Dickerson this time uh, with a minute and 15 to go, making the making the tough finish to to put his team up 3-91-88. The whole, I mean, the, the Dickerson thing in this game was, uh, Dickerson-Defoe thing was absolutely fascinating to me because you got the young buck who was clearly talented, who was scoring the basketball. And you got the old vet who was also talented, who can score the basketball, but who has been around the BBL enough to know how to play against young books. And the game, I don't remember when it was, but the game really, uh, Dickerson was really helping the, the, the Knicks in overtime because it was energy he was able to score on the rim. But he got rattled. And um, the first time ran down the court, just down the middle of the court, the folks in the lead. I think that's in the second overtime. Oh, the second overtime. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. well, in that case, we'll keep going then. Yeah, we'll keep okay. going. Um, they came the other way back, and Johnson hits the three to tie. Johnson hits the three off at the full yeah, pass to tie yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To tie the game. That's right. And this is where and that was a kind of broken play as well because mm. at this point in the time, Fletcher is knackered, absolutely knackered. He's played like forty-seven thousand minutes, and basically Newcastle trying to get the ball every time down. And Cheshire have scouted him, and Cheshire are working out that if he goes away from the ball, we're not going to let him get it. So Austin is all over him, or whoever, or Aquafor is all over him. We're not going to let him catch the basketball. So that meant that the other guys have to make a play, and Defoe made in that broken play. Defoe found Johnson hitting with a perfect pass. Johnson made the three. Then they come down again, and remind me, Mockford misses Abel. Mockford shoots a bad shot. Yeah, yeah, a bad shot from the from the wing, from probably four or five feet outside. Interesting in this game as well. So Mockford was playing. Name on right wasn't at the end. Mm. You know, Name on right is an American, very talented scorer. Yeah, but there was there's something. You know, coaches have to make decisions, and that decision has been made for a reason. I don't know what it is. You can only think it's because he prefers having Ben Mockford in the game to Name on Right in the game. Mm. But you know, that Name on Right will be sitting on the bench stewing, thinking, why am I not in the game? Um, so he missed that shot and then Fletcher gets blocked by Dickerson. Yeah, because Fletcher is trying to make a play like he's he's just basically not ready to make because he's tired and he's going to the rim and he's just, he's a step slow or a step short. And they come back down the end, and Okrafor has the opportunity to win the game. Yeah, well, I mean, it was, plays great defense. Yeah, it wasn't much goal. of a chance. He, he I think what happened, away, Yeah, well, what happened was, well, again, this is Defoe again, because the Defoe switched on to him on the screen roll. So Teddy is thinking, I can get to the rim, but Darius keeps him in front of him, doesn't foul him, keeps his hand down, and also gets out to challenge the shot as well. And I thought, even, I thought again, that was. You know, exceptional screen and roll defense, and those things matter in those games. So, in, when we go to double overtime, and this, is, the, this is when the Dickinson, yeah, this when that started, and it was uh, it was an unsportsmanlike foul, and then an offensive foul early in the in the second. Oh yeah, quarter. and I watched it back, and I watched it back, and you know, Defoe gave him a little nudge as he's coming down the court, like most sent, like nothing out of the ordinary, to be blunt. And Dickinson kind of looked up, and just kind of. Boom. Yeah. Off, you know, and, and, and the ref's down looking at it, and it's like, you can't do that. You yeah. know, you, no, you can't do that. He might want you to do that, but you can't do that. But the, ne the next time down, and that was Dickerson's third foul. And the next time down, Dickerson comes down and gives a hard seal on Defoe. Nice play, gets himself there, hot, he knocks Defoe backwards two feet, doesn't knock him over, but knocks him backwards. Doesn't really know that what Defoe does is get straight back up and take up that space where he'd been knocked from. Mm. And suddenly Dickerson, boom, shoulder down, offensive foul, same referee. Mm. Now, at that point, the reason those plays were important wasn't because there were two points lost or whatever. It makes a difference, obviously. Um, ben Thomas takes Dickerson out. He, don't, he can't trust him anymore. Mm. 
Mm. Comes back with McSwiggin. At that point, Eagles then go small, take Shelton out, match him up with Sayers. So Sayers comes into the game. So now you've got a, whole, a totally different game going on where you've got teams with a stretch four instead of a big four. That opens the court out. That, I think, helped Newcastle more than it helped Cheshire because Newcastle, I, I was struggling, I think, with the spacing. Mm. Having that extra shooter on the court gave them the opportunity to stretch them a little bit more. Whereas Cheshire, McSwiggan really didn't make any shots in the game. And they were still looking to get the ball to go through, go through Teddy and go through Austin. So that, that changed the whole complexion of the game, that, that little kind of vignette of players. And then Newcastle really should have won the game in the second Yeah, it, it should have been. They got they were four up, 92-96. Uh, it should have been 98, and I forget who it was. Sears blew with the chip. Yeah. Sears blew with the chip. Sears gave him literally a ball, a silver platter, the hoop. Yeah. You know, he hit for his 15th or 14th at this, and he, and he just, you know, he'd just come in the game. If it had been Shelton, obviously he'd have been dunking it and having yeah. his chest back to Newcastle. Um, but it says missed it. And then they came down the other end and Ochorobia missed a chippy as well. And, mm. and at this point, the game's getting very, very tired. But yeah. um, it, it was, you could tell they were, they were yeah. out on the field. That and I think Austin then, gets a cheap steal as well at some point. Yeah. And then uh, Austin also um, fouls to foe out you know, on, his, on his fifth foul, goes yeah, to on the, the line. offensive rebound. That's yeah. right, which is a big play because then it brings Shelton into the game as Newcastle's only big. And that impacts Newcastle's screen and roll defense, which basically collapsed. And um, once Defoe went out, once Shelton went in, and Cheshire stopped running stuff, they just gave the ball to Okrafor and had him make plays. And he sh probably should have made enough plays to win. But at the end of the second overtime um, was the, you know, eventually, you know, Cheshire up one. Um, Fletcher again puts the ball on a plate for a shoot. That person makes the first shot he's made in the whole game. And then, um, they can't get back to four and a half seconds. Yeah, you've you, you've you've jumped forward there on me. You've, Have you've I? Gone, Sorry. Yeah, you've gone from 93, 96 th through to the end. So I'll just give the I'll bits. Going, yeah, going, yeah. Uh, Teddy gets to the basket. Nice drive to the basket. Makes it a one point game. One forty six to go. All these then, Teddy drives though are coming on Shelton. A uh, Shelton pick and roll, mm. and it, it's open because it's not Defoe and Shelton's tired as well. Shelton's played forty four minutes. And Shelton's positioning tend to just tend to drop a little bit. And you saw a couple of times Fletcher got a little bit frustrated with Shelton in the screen roll because they didn't know what each other was doing. Austin then got a steal. That was off. That was when he was tired. Yeah, he put, put them in front, front with uh, ninety-five seconds to go. Mockford then got a steal. Teddy missed. Ochirobia missed. Fifty-nine seconds to go. They really, really should have scored. Um, person then missed. Ochirobia. Um, Little shuffle of the feet, not quite caught the ball. Oh, that was that was a, that was that was the trouble. play. That was a play that could have determined the game. I thought because Sayers switched on on the Spanish screen. Sayers space switched on to Teddy. Played great defense. Stayed in front and stayed in front and stayed in front. And the last minute, Teddy managed to throw the ball to Ochirobia, mm. and he did a strictly come dancing. Yeah, just didn't catch it, and so that shuffle was there. And um, that's a one-point game or instead of a three-point game. Yeah. Eagles with the timeout, advance the ball, Fletcher driving kick, and here's your person three to, to yeah. with 10 seconds to go to make it 97-99 uh, to the Eagles. And then the other way down, yeah. another another pick and roll. Again, yeah. too easy pass Shelton, uh, Teddy. Well, uh, what happened ties was... the game um, with a second to go. Ocherubia, absolutely nailed. I watched it back. Ocherubia nailed Fletcher with a fantastic screen. For what I'm saying about the travel, he hit him with a fantastic screen which left Shelton, who was kind of up there guarding them both. Suddenly. You know, what I was wondering is whether when he hits the three, 
Shelton is very uh, exuberant, and and yeah. and just whether he over celebrated. I mean, he was back there, but just whether he got back there half a step late, and I don't know. I don't Maybe. know. What I'll say is that Fletcher got Fletcher was absolutely marmalized on the screen, so he was nowhere. And then I get I'll actually give Shelton a little bit of a break here because you know a three beats you. You yeah, know, true, three, true, true, true. You cannot true, be yeah. you cannot be yeah. off him on the three yeah. point line, and basically he was end up switched on to him because he had to because Fletcher was was, yeah. was, yeah, was yeah. brutally screened by Ocherovia, and you know in that situation you know you would prefer that he drives past him and and makes late. You would hope there'd be some help there behind, but then you don't want to be coming off the shooter in the corner either. So it was nice. It was a good play by Teddy. It was a great yeah. screen. It was a great screen. Anybody wants to go back watch the screen. The screen made the play, and it's it's one of those transition screens because it's not a screen in them. Um, in a set half court offense to transition screen so we can get a guy and he got him one on one and, and Teddy made the right play. Um so yeah here we go again another five minutes. Yeah there was a heave from from just inside his own half by Fletch but uh we go into a third uh period of overtime and and, and this is the point where I'm uh, sat at a wedding and people texting me going how many overtimes what record is this and I'm like I'm at a wedding. But yeah, I remember the wedding. I'll have the answer in 10 minutes. Yes. Well, no, no, I, I actually <laughs> went back with, well, they did play three overtimes against Sheffield. I remember that one. Uh, and yeah. I know that five is the record Leicester Brighton because I was there. Yes. Um, so I gave a little bit back and I was sneakily watching StatCast uh, at, at the time. Um, so uh, let's again spin it forward. Yeah, Sayers with the yeah, with yeah. A three with two minutes to go, 105-104. Yeah, it was a big uh, shot because you know they were, they were it, it, when you get to those kind of overtimes, you know you're waiting for the first separation. Mm. First separation generally wins the game at that point because the team just cracks, and six points is separation basically, mm. and it got to four. Yeah, and um, and Defoe's fouled out, and he's their he's their main defensive guy. So Sayers making that shot, and I was interested because I thought you know Peel sat on the bench, and I thought he might want to come back with Peel because Peel, I thought Peel and McSwiggan was a good matchup for the Eagles. Um, but obviously, Sears has been there. He trusts him. He's made big shot after big shot, so he stays on the court. And uh, he knocked down that shot, and that was kind of a critical shot, which made it a one-point game. And then it's just who can kind of make the last play. Teddy Teddy goes one for two from the line to make it a two-point, 106-104. And then with 126 to go, person with a, a big shot to put the Eagles in front for three, yeah, that 106-107. That's a type of shot whereby he's going to have to make a lot of them this season. In, in the system that the Eagles are running because he can shoot clearly, but he basically pulled up behind the screen and the big guy was there, but wasn't there with his hand up and he knocked down it, you know, a really, really tough shot. And that's the shot he's going to have to make as, as in his role in the team, I think, to propel the team to where they need to be or where they want to be. And then to make it at that point, because he, earlier on, I think in, it might be the... It may be the third, maybe this bit coming up. He then makes a ridiculous runner at some point, or he made a ridiculous runner in overtime in one of the overtimes in this game, whereby he shot it off one foot from about 20 feet. Um, it was a two point shot. It might be after they made that three or just before he made the three. Um, he's kind of the, the missing piece. He has to step up. So, next play down, Teddy again. He yeah. was, yeah, I mean, he was really good. He was, uh, but again, yeah, screen and roll. He's just, yeah, he's, yeah. He just this top screen and rolling. Newcastle didn't leave any of the shooters. And they're, they're attacking, um, basically making Shelton make decisions because it's different, you know, to do with the foes there. So 108, 107. And then with a minute to go, uh, Shelton uh, with a layup. Ben uh, Thomas, the players on the court, the commentary yeah. team, all screaming travel. 
I I thought I I thought gather step layup. That's what I thought. And I watched it back. I I mean, I went back, 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 and I was like, maybe it was a travel five years ago, but I didn't think it was a travel. No, it all depends. It all depends on where he, as you say, the gather step, the where he catches the basketball, lands with two feet. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then then takes one further step, so it looks like a hop, skip, and a jump. Mm But he actually lands catching it with two steps, two feet, and he gets one step. I, at the time, I understand why we thought it was, but I didn't yeah. think it was. I mean, I went back and watched it. I still didn't think it was. Mm. Um, I, and, you know, you can get away. It, it's, it's a lot to be a travel nowadays. Yeah, I know. Yeah, know there yeah. Is a Don't lot get me started on that. We've, we've been going long yeah. enough to get me started on the bloody yeah. travel rule. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't called the travel, and that's the yeah. important uh, uh, bit of it. Um, and then uh, come down the other end and Ocherobia misses and the ball then goes out of bounds. Um, and then the other way, Newcastle almost turned the ball over. Shelton's yeah. able to pick it up off the floor, drive and get a, get an easy dunk with 22.9 seconds to go. And the foul. And, and the foul. And that and, was and again, the... you know, because at this point in time, you know, Fletcher is gassed and Fletcher is and is being denied. And so again, the ball's in person's hands as, as their kind of creator. And um, the, it didn't look good. It wasn't good because person effectively dribbled the basketball off, I think, um, Okrafor's foot or certainly the Cheshire defender's foot. But it went straight to Shelton. Mm. And Ocherobia was up on the screen, which meant that Shelton, to be fair to him, you know, very swift of mind, smart thinking, just took one dribble and he's athletic enough to dunk it. Mm. You know, and that was a massive momentum play because someone, Austin or somebody came over and hit him on the head. And whilst I didn't think he was going to make the foul shot, it also slowed the game down. Yeah, yeah. So he's 22 seconds. He makes it. He's up three. It slows the game down and suddenly puts a lot of pressure on Cheshire. Now he doesn't make the foul shot. And then Newcastle's defence goes AWOL, but Okra four misses. Yeah, Teddy, Teddy misses the misses the three. I thought they were a little slow to foul as well, but then it is the fifty fifth well, minute of the game. So. What, what annoyed what for? I mean, the, the three, on, on, I mean, it was Johnson and Shelton on the screen, and you know you're up three with you know ten seconds, five seconds, whatever to go, and and this is the tired thing, tired bodies, tired minds. Mm. How do you leave? How do you both end up stepping backwards towards a guy to take away the, the layup mm. and leave? You know, a, a knockdown three point shooter wide yeah. open at the top of the yeah. key because that, we'll never get a better chance to have four overtimes this season. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, how does that happen? That was just an utter mental breakdown from Newcastle, which will be forgotten because they won because they shot this. Yeah. It was yeah, still yeah, a mental yeah, breakdown. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Um, they were, I think, I think at that point, I think it's almost like game fatigue. Yeah. yeah they were a bit late yeah, to yeah, fall. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, game yeah. fatigue, you know. Yeah. That you think, oh no, we can't. This can't continue. You, you don't have that same enthusiasm. And, and you know, all Fletcher had to do was knock down one of them, and um, he, he wasn't going to miss those shots because once he's played fifty-one minutes, um, he's not losing <laughs> that shot. He's not yeah. losing that game. I've played fifty-one minutes. I've not the yeah. ball in his hands. So it was an encouraging game for both teams, but I also thought it demonstrated, as I say, the, the kind of the the bits where the teams have to get better. Mm. Um, You know the how they do that. It's going to take some jiggling of personnel. I think, not necessarily changing personnel, but jiggling them around in their roles and finding rotations that necessarily work. You know, it's not sustainable for Newcastle. That Fletcher plays 37, 38 minutes. We've talked about that. Yeah. Um, you know, name on right, not in any of the overtimes. You know that, that. You know what's what? 
you know, is he not in the best five players at that point? If he's not, how is he going to handle that? What's his role going to be going forward? Levi Bradley played virtually no minutes in this game. He's an American. What, what's his role going to be going forward? Um, so, but they've got the talent there, and they're both at the stage in this game, I thought, whereby they understood what the opposition were trying to do. And we're getting to that part of the season now whereby teams have seen each other. So negating other teams starts coming. So taking the ball out of that just hand starts coming, forcing up your foot to go left if you can starts happening. And that's when the flaws of the teams become exacerbated. And we'll see. Mm. We'll see. Some monster numbers in this game worth worth mentioning. Marco Chorobia with 24 points and 18 rebounds. Uh, Teddy had 16, 13, and 7. Shelton had 22 and 17. Fletcher had 21, 8, and 13. And, I mean, you would expect in 110, 113 triple overtime to see some big numbers, and they were certainly there. The 10th, yeah. by the way, I didn't, don't think I mentioned that. It's the 10th time a game has gone to three or more overtimes in BBL history. That's, that's actually less than you would think, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Because that's in, in 30, what, 20, 35 years? Mm. 10 games yeah so if you're at Ellesmere Port you witness history it's a very small part of history um, so congratulations and don't expect it next week <laughs> yeah, um, no, and also they screwed up my 95 point stat yes you know, yes. Yeah, you know so that's, that's game number 7 so we're about <laughs> 7 and 112 or something like that now in relation to scoring 95 points on the road or giving up 95 points on the road and winning. Triple over 10 shouldn't count. We should put in no, it shouldn't really. On that. It should be. It should, should be, be a tax. Yeah. But um, no, it was, it was, it was a fun game. It was, yeah, it was an interesting weekend for Newcastle. Interesting. Two wins, great weekend for them. Um, but um, plenty of entertainment good. for the sporters as well. Yeah, proper games. Proper yeah. games. Right, on the uh, basis we've reached the end of the last game and the fact that my son's practice downstairs is about to finish and my other one's had enough of just milling about on his own over there. I think we're going to call it uh, an evening. We'll try and get back to Sunday, although I'm not, not quite sure. We haven't talked through what we're going to do next I week. Think, I think we'd maybe do the transatlantic one on Transatlantic, Sunday, there we go. We'll go, um, we'll go global. Even an ocean apart, we can still uh, prattle still on about yeah. BBL basketball. Yeah. So have a great week. Have a great flight, Dave. Enjoy Toronto. And uh, I'll see you in a very similar position, but with a different background. If it's not something impressive, I'll be a bit disappointed. If it's okay, well, we'll see. Toronto skyline in the background, I'll be a bit yeah, disappointed. Uh, we'll see what, I can, see what I can put together. But uh, yeah, it should be fun. Should be Excellent. Fun. Right, we will uh, we'll leave it there and see you all next week. Goodbye. Thanks,